Hi there, this is Kevin Skinner, pastor at First Baptist Church in Stockdale, Texas, and welcome to our weekly message podcast. If you live in the Stockdale area, then I would invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. to worship with us in person. You can also check out our webpage at fbcstockdale.org. Here at First Baptist, we are a community church with a kingdom mission, and we invite you to join us on that mission. So if you're on Facebook, then you're likely familiar with the option to go back and view your memories. So every day you can go, go in and you can look back at, at your posts from the same day on previous years. And so every March leading up to my daughter's birthday in April, I begin seeing a countdown from myself from back in 2008. And, and so... Uh, I was counting down every day, only, only 27 more days until Emily is born, only 20 more days until Emily is here with us, only 12 more days and I'll finally get to hold Emily in my arms. I'll be honest, I, I kind of look back at past Kevin and I roll my eyes <laughs> because I'm sure that that countdown was a bit annoying to all of my friends and, and this, was, this was before you could hide some of your friends' posts on Facebook. So my friends just kind of had to suffer through it. So uh, it, it, it's not to say that I wasn't excited about my son's birth. I, I certainly was, but, but there was just a lot of it, excitement and anticipation building up for, for the child that was going to make me a dad. I was going to be a dad for the very first time, and so I couldn't help myself from counting down. So we're in the middle of this series right now titled... The coming, and and as we're walking through this series, we're walking through this series during the midst of the season of Advent, and and that word Advent can literally be translated as the arrival or as as the coming, and and for believers, the season of Advent is a time for us to to pause and to to prepare our hearts for the celebration of Christ's birth. It's this period of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's a a countdown for us of sorts. And and so there's two main ways, as we're kind of counting down to Christmas, there's two main ways that that I have called this church to to prepare your hearts during this season of Advent. First, remember that this season is not about you and it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's very easy for us to become focused on everything else going on during the Christmas season. It's very easy for us to become focused on ourselves, and maybe, maybe we become focused on, on the presents that we're going to be receiving. When I was a kid, leading up to Christmas, I would begin counting those presents under the tree. How many presents am I going to get this year, right? But, but this season's not about the presents that we receive from year to year, This season is about the gift that we received more than 2,000 years ago in Jesus Christ. Second, I've encouraged you to to think of one person that you can share the gospel with this year. Think of one person that during this Advent season you can share the good news of Jesus with. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a neighbor, but think of one person that you can share the good news of Jesus with and that you can share with them not, that ju- not just that Jesus came into this world, but that Jesus came into this world for them. And so as we walk through this Advent season, as we lead up to this celebration of Christ's birth, let's pause and let's intentionally 
prepare our hearts together. And as we think about those in the Old Testament, they, they were also counting down for the arrival of the Messiah. Jesus didn't just show up onto the scene unexpected. There were many prophecies that, that the Messiah was coming, that, that there would be a Savior to come into this world to, to save mankind from our sins. But let me pause right here and give you this reminder that, that I've given you for the last couple of weeks. We don't have to wait to know our Messiah. Rather, because Christ has already come and because he both died and rose again, we can know our Messiah personally today. You don't have to wait to know the Messiah. Because Christ has already come and because he both died and rose again, you can know the Messiah personally today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 57 through 79 this morning. Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 79. And as you're turning there, I'm just going to set this up for you. We, we began this series looking at the angel Gabriel's appearance to Mary, the announcement that, that Gabriel made to Mary that she was going to become pregnant and that she was going to give birth to a son, that she was going to give birth to Jesus. But before Gabriel appeared to Mary, in verses 5 through 24, Gabriel appeared to Zechariah to make the announcement that Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, was going to become pregnant with a son, that she was going to give birth to John. Now, the, the announcement to, to Mary was incredible because, because Mary and Joseph were still not married. Mary was still a virgin, and so this was an incredible announcement to her. But this was also an incredible announcement to Zechariah because, because Elizabeth was well along in her years. She was well past her childbearing years. So we read in chapter 1, verse 13, that the angel Gabriel said to Zechariah, do not be afraid because your prayer has been heard. Now, we're not told exactly what Zechariah had been praying, but we can assume based on the context of the passage that, that he had been praying for a child, and maybe he had even been praying for a son. But we're not told exactly what Zechariah had been praying. We're also not told exactly how long he had been praying. It's very possible that he had been praying this prayer since the time that he and Elizabeth got married, since the time that she was still in her childbearing years. But, but we're not told how long Zechariah had been praying this prayer. This is what we're told, that God heard his prayer. And the answer to that prayer is that Elizabeth was going to become pregnant and that she was going to give birth to a son that would be named John. So let me pause right here and give you this reminder. We serve a God that hears our prayers. We serve a God that, that hears our prayers, and in his perfect timing and in his own way, he answers our prayers. So since I have come to the church as your pastor, I have been calling you to, to pray, to pray for revival, to, to pray for the lost, to pray that we would see God transform hearts, that we would see God transform this community, to, to simply pause and to intentionally pray 
that we might see God move, that we might see God move in our homes, that we might see God move in our neighborhood, that we might see God move in our schools, that we might see God bring the lost to himself, that we might see God bring revival to this town and to First Baptist Church Stockdale. So I've already mentioned this, that last week I, I called you to pray, or I called you to, to think of at least one person that you can share the good news of, of Jesus with during this Advent season. And, and I want you to hear me, as your pastor, when I call you to do something, I'm committed to doing the same thing because we are serving the Lord together. And so last Sunday night, I shared with those that came up here, as we come at 5 p.m. on Sunday nights to, to pray for revival, which we're gonna be doing again tonight, you're invited to join us. Uh, as we come in this room on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. to pray for the lost and, and to pray for revival, I shared last Sunday night that, that many times it's a little more challenging for me to, to think of someone outside of these walls for me to share the gospel with because, because let's be honest, generally speaking, I'm surrounded by, by church members, by Christ followers. And, and so if I'm going to share the gospel with someone, then I have to be intentional about seeking out the lost or God has to bring someone into my path. And so last Sunday night, I, I prayed with the group that was here. I, I prayed that God would bring me someone, at least one person that I could share the gospel with during this Advent season. Now, God doesn't always answer our prayers immediately, but God did answer this prayer very quickly and very intentionally for me. So a so, uh, couple of, of weeks ago, the, the panel on our, on our freezer began to act up. This is the panel, the computer panel that controls our, the dispension of our water and the dispension of our ice, but it also controls the temperature of our fridge and our freezer. And so, uh, so I called the company to, to have them send someone out to look at it for me. And, and when they scheduled the time, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't too thrilled with the time. I had plans that day. I was going to go meet with some other pastors to pray and, and for just some spiritual growth. So this wasn't in my timing. This, this was kind of in timing that, that God set up for me. And, and so I knew it was important. I needed to keep this appointment, especially because it dealt with the the temperature of our fridge and our freezer. And so on Tuesday, the, the repairman came to my house to, to work on, on this computer on the front of my fridge. And he said, you know, generally I'm not allowed to talk about religion on the job, but since you're a pastor, is it okay? Is it okay? Of course it's okay. I, I welcome these kind of opportunities. And so he went on to tell me that, that he's, he's a Jew, but he's been studying the New Testament. And so I had the opportunity right there in my kitchen on Tuesday to, to tell him first, I love Jews because Jesus was a Jew. But I also shared that Jesus came as a fulfillment of the law that he knew so well, and, and that, that it's not the law that sets us free from our sins, but it's Jesus' death on the cross that sets us free from our sins. So Sunday night in this room, I prayed that God would send me someone to share the good news with. And on Tuesday morning in my kitchen, I was sharing the good news with someone. And so let me say this again. We serve a God 
that hears our prayers. We serve a God that hears our prayers. So let me just continue. Let me ask you to continue to pray for this man. I, I don't have the permission to share his name with you right now, but, but continue to pray for him. In the coming days, he and his family may, may very well be moving to Stockdale, and he may even end up attending First Baptist Church Stockdale. And so continue praying for this man and, and pray for his family that, that he might see that Jesus truly is the fulfillment of the law, that Jesus truly is the Messiah. We serve a God that hears our prayers, and in his timing, not our timing, in his timing, and in his own way, he answers our prayers. Sometimes, sometimes our prayers are answered very quickly, but, but sometimes we might pray for years before we see the answer to the prayer. It would seem that Zechariah had been praying for years that God would give him a child. And while Zechariah may have felt like his prayers weren't being heard, Gabriel assured him, your prayer has been heard. And then these prayers were answered through the, the pregnancy of Elizabeth and through the birth of their son, John. And so as we look at our passage this morning, we're going to see the events surrounding the birth of John. So let's read Luke chapter 1, verses 57 through 79. It says, Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. Then her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. When they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother responded, no, he will be called John. Then they said to her, none of your relatives has that name. So they motioned to his father to find out what he wanted to be called, what he wanted him to be called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they were all amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came on all who lived around them and all These things were being talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard about him took it to heart, saying, What then will this child become? For indeed, the Lord's hand was with him. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers and remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. He has given us the privilege, since we have been rescued from the hand of our enemies, to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of our God's merciful compassion. The dawn from on high will visit us, to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So this morning we lit the the pink candle which represents 
joy. And so this morning as we walk through this passage, we're going to look at three areas of joy that we see present in our passage. First, we see the joy of a baby born. We see the joy of a baby born. What does verse 57 say again? It says, now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth and she had a son. Then we're told in verse 58 that that everyone that was present, the neighbors and the relatives, they all rejoiced. They're the, the birth of a baby always brings great joy. So, so leading up to both of, of my children being born, I purchased those bubblegum cigars, pink ones for Emily and, and blue ones for Ethan. And I took those bubblegum cigars up to the hospital with me so that when anybody came to visit me in the hospital, I could give out a, a cigar to them so that they could join in the excitement, so that they could join in that celebration with me. There was this celebration, there was this rejoicing that took place when John was born. But I want to highlight those words for you right here. It says, now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth. The time had come. So back at the beginning of chapter 1, Gabriel, Gabriel gives Zechariah this promise from God that, that Elizabeth was going to give birth to a son. But naturally, the, the promise wasn't fulfilled immediately. Now, Elizabeth got pregnant, but, but there was this natural period of waiting for this promise to be fulfilled, a, a natural nine-month period of waiting to be exact. Now, when Sarah got pregnant with both of our children, we only had to wait a few months to find out what the gender of our children was going to be. So I, and I remember both of those experiences, finding out that Emily was going to be a girl and, and Ethan was going to be a boy. But, but this is long before sonograms. And so, so the promise had been given that, that they were going to give birth to a son, but then they had to wait until the birth of John for them to literally see the fulfillment of that promise. Understand God's promises are fulfilled when the time has come for them to be. God's promises are fulfilled when the time has come for them to be. Maybe, maybe you've been praying, like Zechariah had been, had been praying for a long time, and maybe God has even spoken a, a promise into your life, and you're just waiting for God to fulfill that promise. Understand, God's promises are fulfilled when the time has come for them to be. It was actually several years ago when I was serving as a children's pastor that I went to Sarah and I said, you know, I, I really believe that God, God might be calling me to be the lead pastor of a church someday. And so we began to, to pray about that together and we really began to sense that this was a, a promise that God was, was giving to us, that one day I was gonna be the lead pastor of a church. But then... Then there was this period of waiting, several years of waiting. And, and so as I just continued to serve God faithfully right where he had me, he was preparing me for the right time to come, for, for the time for God to call me here to First Baptist Church Stockdale. Understand, I believe that this church is a fulfillment of God's promise in, in my life. And so God's promises, they are fulfilled, not in our timing. They are fulfilled when the time has come 
for them to be. And as we think about this Advent season, and as we think about the coming of Jesus Christ into this world more than 2,000 years ago, we're reminded that, that while John was a fulfillment of a promise to Zechariah and Elizabeth, Jesus was a fulfillment of a promise to mankind. Jesus was the long-awaited promise. Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. And Jesus came into this world to fulfill that promise of salvation when the time had come for him to. And because Jesus has already come, because he has already both died and, and risen again, then we can say without a doubt that the promise of salvation is available to you, not just in the future, that promise of salvation is available to each of us today. And so if you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, then to you I would say the time has come. The time of salvation for you is now. The time had come for, for John to be born. And when John was born, there was this great celebration, this great rejoicing that took place. So we see the joy of a baby born. Second, we see the joy of a baby named. So again, at the beginning of chapter one, when, when Gabriel appeared to Zechariah, Gabriel told Zechariah that, that the baby that, that Elizabeth was gonna give birth to, that that baby's name was gonna be John. And so in verses 60 and 63, when the time had come for the baby to be named, both Elizabeth and Zechariah say his name is gonna be John. Now, John is a... Hebrew name that, that means, uh, it, it means Yahweh has been gracious or God is gracious. And so, so in God providing this name for John, we see two reminders here. First, John's name was a reminder of the grace shown by God to Zechariah and Elizabeth by allowing for them to have this child in their later years. Understand there is no time limit on God's grace in our lives. Now, we don't want to, to abuse God's grace, but we can never use up God's grace. God's grace is endless. And so when we give our lives to Christ, we're able to experience God's grace in our lives at that, at that very moment. But then we walk throughout this life experiencing his grace each and every day. We don't want to abuse his grace, but we can absolutely never use up his grace. God's grace is endless. God was still showing Zechariah and Elizabeth grace even in their later years. Second, John's name was a reminder of the message that John was going to be proclaiming. God had a calling on John's life to prepare a way for the Messiah, to prepare the way for the Messiah. And so when the time came for, for John to begin his ministry, when the time came for John to begin preaching, he was going to be preaching a message of God's grace, that God had been gracious, not by sending John, but by sending Jesus into the world, by providing the, the Messiah. And so God had a purpose and an intention in, in the naming of, of John. But when we look at verses 61 and 62, we see that there's some opposition to the naming of John. When, when Elizabeth says that, that he's to be named John, they say, well, that's not, not the father's name. And then they go to Zechariah, and, and they're expecting maybe, maybe a relative to be picked. Maybe they're going to honor one of their relatives. 
But again, Zechariah says his name is John. You see, Zechariah and, and Elizabeth wanted to walk in obedience to the Lord's command in naming him John. So let me pause and say this. When faced with the opportunity, when faced with the opportunity to honor man or to honor God, choose to honor God. When faced with the opportunity to honor man or to honor God, choose to honor God. Uh, another way to say this might be to say, when faced with the opportunity to please people or to please God, choose to please God. There can be great bondage in pleasing people. The list uh, of people and the list of requests can be endless, but there is great freedom in pleasing God. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So Zechariah and Elizabeth, they chose to, to obey God, and, and so they named, they named their baby John. And for Zechariah, this truly was freeing because as soon as they named the baby John, Zechariah's tongue was set free and he could speak again. So back at, at the beginning of chapter 1, when Gabriel appeared to Zechariah and, and gave this promise, because of Zechariah's unbelief, God made it so that he would be unable to speak. And so throughout the pregnancy, Zechariah was completely mute. But here after, after Zechariah gives the baby the name John, all of a sudden his tongue is set free. And we're told in verse 64 that he began praising God. You know, Zechariah, he, he could have let the discipline shown to him from God, he could have let this to uh, to make him bitter, but he didn't allow it to make him bitter. Instead, he allowed it to make him, him better. He, he responded to the birth of his son by walking in obedience to God, by naming his son John. But then when he could speak again, the very first thing that we're, we told he did with his tongue was he began to praise the Lord. I've said it before and I'll say it again, discipline is never fun for us. When we experience the discipline of God especially, that's never a fun thing for us. But when we experience that discipline, we can let it make us bitter or we can allow it to do for us what it did for Zechariah and we can let it make us better and we can allow it to produce a heart of worship in our life. Zechariah's tongue was set free and so all of a sudden he begins to worship God. So we see the joy of a baby born. We see the joy of a baby named. Finally, this morning, we see the joy of a baby to come. Now, John's birth was exciting. John's birth was a fulfillment of a promise to Zechariah and Elizabeth. But John's birth was just a preparation for a greater baby that would come. And so what we see in verses 67 through, through 79 is that the Holy Spirit comes upon Zechariah and Zechariah begins to prophesy. Now, it, it would be expected that, that the father of a newborn would, would be overfilled with joy and, and that he would begin talking about his own child, but that's not what we see Zechariah doing here. Zechariah begins proclaiming the goodness of God and then talking about the calling that's on his child's life to prepare the way for, for someone else, making it even more evident to us that this isn't the work of Zechariah here, that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
So there are a couple of things that, that I want to highlight in this prophecy. First, in verse 68, Zechariah says, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. Now, when he says those words, he has visited, he's using a present tense verb there. He, he's pointing to this idea that, that God is actively present with them right then, that God is actively showing his grace to them right then. Yes, God had been with the people of Israel in the past. God had shown the people of Israel grace in the past, but God was still present with them. God was still showing them grace at this time as well. I want you to hear this. God is not simply the God of the past. He's the God of the present as well. He's not simply the God of the past. He's the God of the present as well. And this is important for us to remember because I think sometimes we can think of God as just a distant figure that we read about in Scripture. But I want you to remember that the same God that we see actively moving in the people's lives in Scripture, the same God that was bringing people to salvation, the same God that was bringing uh, bringing people and, and transforming their lives in Scripture, that's the same God that's active in this world today. He is still bringing salvation to people's lives. He's still transforming people's hearts, and he's with us in this room, present with us right now, this morning. God isn't simply the God of the past. He's the God of the present as well. Second, in verse 76, Zechariah says, And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. There was joy in the birth of John, but the greater joy was in the baby to come. The greater joy was going to be found in the one that John would prepare the way for. And John's message, we're told, was going to uh, be one as he prepared the way for the Lord. It was going to be salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Understand, John was not the baby that would grow up to provide salvation. John was, was, was not the one that would grow up to die on the cross for your sins and mine, but he would point to the one that would provide salvation. He would point to the one that was going to go to the cross to become the sacrifice for our sins and he would preach the name of Jesus not his own name he would preach the name of Jesus and he would tell people if you turn from your sins you will find salvation and hear me that's the same message that I'm preaching you to you today there is still salvation found in Jesus it's not found in you it's not found in your works it's not found in John there's salvation in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And if you will turn from your sins and if you, allow, if you will allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, then today you can experience the same salvation that John would grow up to preach. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, then this morning I want to give you the opportunity to do that. And so in just a moment, Becky's going to come and lead us in another song. And as we sing this song, this is going to be your opportunity to respond this morning. Maybe you're here today and you would say, that's you. You've never given your life to Christ. But as you have heard the good news that Jesus came into this world, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and mine, and that he has risen again. Today, if you have heard that you can know the Messiah personally and you are ready to know him 
as your Lord and your Savior, then I would invite you to respond. I'm going to be standing right down front as we sing this song. Come and join me. Let's talk. Let's pray. Today can be the day of your salvation. The time has come. Maybe you're here today and you would say you've given your life to Christ, but maybe you've never taken that next step of baptism, but you're ready to make your faith public in that way. This is something that God has called all those who have given their life to him to take that step of baptism. If you're ready to make your faith public and ready to make that commitment to be baptized, then I would invite you to respond as well. Let's talk, let's pray, let's make that commitment together today. Maybe you're here today and you would say you've given your life to Christ and you have been baptized already and you know that God is calling you to make this your church home. You've been visiting this church body and you know God wants you to connect your life with this church body, to to join us on mission, to love, to grow, to serve, and to go. If that's you today, if God's calling you to become a member here at First Baptist Stockdale, I would invite you to join as well. But whatever it is that God's calling you to do in these final moments as we sing this song, I would invite you to respond to the Lord obediently. Would you stand with me right now and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thanks for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of every service, I offer an invitation to respond, and I'd like to invite you to respond today. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ your Lord, or if you'd like information about membership here at First Baptist Stockdale, then head on over to fbcstockdale.org respond. Your response will come directly to me, and I'll follow up with you this week. God bless you, and have a great week.